How does that sound on uh, through the mic like that? It sounds good. Sounds good to me, but I don't know about the live chat. I never uh, can tell because whenever I, I did that video earlier today, uh, and the, I tried recording voiceover on the like straight into the software from the computer, and it was horrible. So uh, I don't know. There's something must be something different about my live mic and my I don't know, not live mic. Anyway, this is a van chat. Thanks for uh, the feedback right there. We're going a little bit early today. We're on the road. We're in the northern Midwest, and uh, it's just super cold, and I keep falling asleep. So I'm going to uh, do the van chats a little bit earlier in the next couple, I don't know, weeks here while I'm on the road still. So I think we're we're just about to update my travel diary. We're quite a few days into the road trip at this point. Uh, I have a Glock notebook that I'm keeping all my notes in well i mean you have to because it's you know tomorrow's glocktober oh snap that's true so today is sunday the 30th so that means it's 16 17 it's the 18th day on the, on the road and i mean i have to keep a diary i didn't do it that last trip and it's impossible to try to figure out what you did on a specific day you, you kind of remember you did this and this, but then they start to mix up and you think you did two things on the same day and you go check your photographs and nope, it was like three days in between. So uh, I've been, you know, like a standard little three, uh, spiral notebook you put in your vest, your chest pocket. Uh, I've got that kind of little notebook and I'm just jotting down, you know, how many gun shops I might've seen. What I'm also using it for is uh, when I do jump into a gun shop and maybe they'll tell me I've been around for seven years or we started in 1978. I jot that down right after, or you know, by the end of the night or something, so that uh, again, going back 13 days ago, I don't remember necessarily what somebody told me when I walked in and walked out of a shop. So uh, yeah, so we're on day 18, I just say, and yeah. uh, I don't know, that's about halfway through. I'm just about thinking about getting some oil, changing the oil in the van. Um, we've been through Arizona, New Mexico, Colorado, Nebraska. Iowa, Illinois, and Wisconsin, Minnesota. So uh, got quite a few states under the belt. Uh, had to deal with concealed carry issues in Minnesota and in Illinois. Illinois is worse. Illinois, unless you have a, is the way I understand it, unless you have a destination, um, then you really only can travel with the firearm. You really shouldn't, according to what I'm understanding it, if you were to carry a firearm locked and unloaded in the back of your vehicle, out of reach and stop and i don't know have like dinner or maybe stop at a movie theater and watch a movie with your thing out in the car you're in violation of illinois law yeah foid to possess one and since you can't have an foid without being a resident uh kind of in trouble i i think that's all correct um i know last fall whenever i went through there um i actually had a, my destination was in, you know, Springfield, Illinois, and I could not stop. You know, if I wanted to, I, I could have that firearm on me until I stopped. But as soon as I stopped, I was in violation. So once I, right before the border, I stopped and, you know, unloaded and all that good jazz. 
Yeah, I do not like that. That is weird. And and talk about having to like experience infringement. Like you literally have to put your tail between your legs, you know. Talk. Or uh, one time whenever I went through the bottom of it going over to Kentucky, I remember you know, same thing. I'm like, I cannot stop in Illinois for any reason whatsoever. So I mean, I think if you had to stop, well, if you broke down, I imagine they're not going to arrest. I hope, but I, I, I think I they'd know. probably stop for gas. Don't you think? Well, whenever I was looking at it, and it said if you stop for any reason, oh. so for me that was like, okay, I'm That's not stopping. Yeah. Like, so I'm I've picked up fuel before I hit uh, Illinois, and about halfway through, I started to have to use the restroom. And I'm like, I'm not stopping <laughs> and just powered on. Yeah, Thank God it's a skinny state. <laughs> yeah. And going the other way, you're, you're, you'd be out of luck because that's tough. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Because it's hours and hours. It's like six hours or something if you went from the very tip to Rockford. Um, so it was a horrible one. Minnesota's not so bad. Minnesota, you can't carry, but they don't arrest you for owning a gun or for having possessing a gun so it's mainly just you know not carrying and having it locked up which is an infringement but it isn't anywhere near as bad as having to worry about your life and liberty really not your life but your liberty so uh depending on where you're at it could be life as well yeah if a cop's not used to the stop yeah who knows what they're going to do well that and if you make a wrong turn in certain cities Oh, yeah, well, I mean, because I mean, yeah, I mean, now with uh, GPS and stuff like that, it's a lot harder, but oh no, but the GPS is horrible. I mean, they'll take you down the craziest streets because it's technically shorter, or mm-hmm. I mean, we could have a whole band chat on how horrible Google Maps are. Okay, now, um, you haven't had that experience where like I'll I go to gyms all the time and I'm always taking it to like gun shops, of course, and um. A lot of times I'll come into a roll up into a town and I'll stop someplace and then just say gun shops and see what's available, see what's open, you know, take a look at their Google picture and see if it's something that's a interesting little quaint shop or if it's just some strip center shop or if it's some big box or something like that. So, uh, you know, I'll pick something, maybe somebody's recommended it and I'm putting it in there intentionally. I've had it like take me to cul-de-sacs behind the store, like just near it. Like they're, they're pretty bad sometimes. I mean, yeah, I've never... I've never experienced that. Mine's always been going through to destinations. So I know you're one of you go place someplace, you know, like you know, here, you know, tomorrow or whatever. Um, you may say, Hey, what's around me? Very few right. times do I'm like, Oh, what's around me? Because I, I go through someplace for a destination. Yeah. I hear you. Um, so, so I don't have to go ahead. Um, I don't know how we got off on Google Maps there. But anyway, so... Uh, <laughs> so you, you're talking about, uh, what, Wisconsin? Or Minnesota? Oh, I don't that know. Wasn't bad. That, that wasn't bad that, you know, they wouldn't, arre- wouldn't arrest you, but you could still have it in your... Oh, oh you, we were talking about if you didn't go to the bad neighborhoods, and I guess I was saying, oh, yeah, you yeah, never yeah. know, GPS might take you down some right. crazy road thinking it's faster when they don't know what the crime rate is there or something. Now, when I was a kid, we would take off down to Chicago once in a while, just because we could, right? And we were little and drive around. It's neat. And I've heard gunshots down there. So, definitely happens. But, uh, 
I don't know if all those are killing. I mean, I guess I should probably turn those things off. Um, anyway, without that, I'm not, I'm not in fear of, you know, anything. But at the same time, you never know. And there are critters. I'd have to say, I think we were talking about it the other day. There were, I saw more critters in Illinois than I've seen in any other state so far. And I've been through some states that you'd think would have some critters. I've seen lots of dead critters in Wisconsin. Holy moly, I don't think I've seen so many dead deers before. But uh, there's a <laughs> well, lot. Of it's getting colder. They're starting to move around more. Mm -hmm. And it must be deer season. They probably know it's deer season and boogie. Oh. That's what happens out by us. They know when deer season is. They all move to the reservations. <laughs> uh, but let's see. So um, what are we chatting about today? So life on the road. So like I just said, we've driven through quite a few states. Um, I just posted a video on the YouTube uh, trying to play with the software and stuff. Um, that's all working pretty decent. Did have one issue with the uh, auxiliary batteries. I had put in a second battery in order to have more lifespan. And I'm glad I did because uh, when I met up with Dano, who in one of his careers worked at a battery place, so he knew all about batteries. Um, I was telling him the symptoms and it turns out my first battery, the one that I've had for a couple of years, is missing a cell. So it's only kicking out 10 volts instead of 12. Okay. And that's why I've been limping along on that one. So uh, when that one crapped out, I basically took it offline. It, it got really hot one day. I took it offline and uh, um, I've been working with just the new battery and you know, knock on wood here, um, that's working great. So um, no issues with power. I've been working, powering through some projects, some pretty in-depth projects on the laptop and it's holding up with me just fine. Um, one little thing, I guess, uh, I have like a folding chair like you get for like fishing or going to like a picnic or something, or I guess a parade or something, you know, these like chairs that kind of fold up like an umbrella. Yeah. I'm up at Walmart a while back. And I guess I didn't pay attention. I just bought one. And then, you know, I used it for maybe a year or more. Finally fell apart on me. I was sitting in it and it broke. So uh, I went in there to buy another one. And I didn't realize they make big fat ones. So they make a chair for big fat dudes. It's awesome. Not only can I like wail into it like a couch or whatever and not have to worry about breaking it. You know, 500 pounds. But it's huge. Like my feet don't even hit the ground. And I'm not little. <laughs> so it's like sitting in a So uh, I'm digging it. It takes up a little bit more room in here, but like a thousand times more comfortable. That inch or two that it gives me and like height, it's awesome. Now, have you seen the ones that are recliners that have like a spot for your feet? Yeah, my friend actually has one. I go hang out at his house in his office. He'll open it up and it's like, a, dude, it's like a really nice chair and it folds up just the same way as yeah. these. They have like hard sides for your arms and stuff. Yeah. I didn't go with one of them just because I figured... But those things are not that much. They're like thirty or forty dollars. They're not. Yeah. Uh, the only bad thing with uh, oh, sorry, the only bad thing with uh, the ones that I've had is whenever you don't want to have that, you know, recliner with your for your feet, there's no way to remove it from the uh, oh, regular right. chair. So it's like it drops down to your feet, but it's not really dropping all the way to the ground because it's not made to go there, and it's just awkward a little bit um but i mean that, that's that was several years ago i might fix that but yeah i mean having a good chair on the road especially with what with what you're doing is oh yeah it's night and day yeah. I, the the last time i didn't i think i bought the chair during the last tour because i've been sitting i was sitting on an ammo can and that works for like 
a while, but after, you know, if you're putting some serious computer time in, that gets to be sore. Well, yeah, your butt, your back, I mean, just everything. You got to have yeah, exactly. proper, you, you have to have proper ergonomics to stare at a screen all day. And I uh, bought a mouse not too long before I left. Uh, Pawnery talked me into buying a fancier one. My mouse that I was using before was like 300 DPI. This one's like I think 3200 or 1600 or something a lot more. So uh, it's really cool. So yeah, I have a mouse and the two monitors and I am not complaining. It's it's so, it's, uh, so are you using a trackball or normal? No, it's a regular mouse. It's a laser mouse. It's just that it has way more DPI. So it's got like, uh, I guess, a, I guess you'd call it like a shifter on it. You can throttle it to five different positions and by between that and going into your mouse control settings you basically take your your mouse control and you set it i forget all over to the left or the right and then that gives your mouse like incrementally like i can i can just barely move my mouse and it whips across the screens or i can flip it the other way when i'm drawing or something like it takes forever to move that mouse it's awesome for doing oh, like that's awesome. yeah it's really neat and it was Forty dollars. It wasn't obscene. I just am used to paying five dollars for mice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that'd be great for uh, you know graphic design stuff like that. Whenever you're having to have a lot of precise movement, you don't want to you know barely move the mouse and screw up what you've been doing for the past hour. Yeah, and it's it's a whole new experience for drawing, and I had to do quite a bit of art stuff. But I bought a new mouse recently, a Logitech, a new Logitech, and it has dark field technology. Have you heard about that? No, what's that? So, so like, if you use your mouse on, like, maybe weird materials as a mouse pad sometimes, like your pant leg or your couch cushion or whatever, like, right? Like, this dark field technology works on all those surfaces that might that the mouses, the laser ones, don't normally work on or reflective surfaces and and, and stuff like that, so... Like I've been, like I've noticed a huge improvement in like the accuracy and, and stuff like that with it, and I can use it on like I said like on my pant leg or just like on anything really now. And like so, my old mouse, so, I couldn't do that. So I always I've gotten into the tack balls, and that's basically all I use. So, like it just sitting here. I'll show you if I hit the right button. So it's just a little tech ball. So my thumb, oh, my thumb moves the mouse, and I just have the individual ones right there. And of course, I set it wherever. It's, it's oh, so you handy. don't move it at all. You just have no, it wherever. Just the oh, ball. I might try one of them then. Yeah, you don't move anything, and yeah, I I really like it. Um, like you use at work like that. Well, at work, I, I've swapped to another one just to try to test it out. It's kind of like a normal, it's like a normal mouse, but instead of having your hand like this, it's actually vertical on its side. So you grab it more uh, like a like a joystick, and it's supposed to be more ergonom ergonomic for your forearm, so you don't get carpal tunnel as much because always having your your uh, hand over like this could help could uh develop carpal tunnel up in your uh arm more and having a vertical is supposed to be easier yeah i've noticed that like whenever i switched uh 
my desk position around, I was having like just killer aches in my shoulder, like just it was mm-hmm. killing me. And that was all my mouse, I think. Yeah. So I, I went to these tack balls because I was getting pain in my uh, shoulder blade area. And as soon as I did that, it, it pretty much went away because it's, you just set your hand down and the only thing that moves is your thumb. Yeah, I might actually do that, especially if I'm not drawing or something just to be able to navigate. And I also, this screen is a touch screen and that is awesome. I can't recommend enough to get a touch screen. If if your computer can handle it for whatever you're doing, Mm -hmm. I don't use it all the time, but when it's, you know, when in conjunction with the mouse and everything else, it's just super fast to have a touch screen. Uh, when I was at the conference, you know, bringing the laptop in, not having to dink around with the mouse or whatever, I basically had a one of the chairs kind of backwards and then the one laptop in or the laptop in one of the chairs and I'm sitting in another chair. So it would have just been a pain in the butt to have a mouse with uh, with the touch screen. You know, you don't hardly need it. You just flip all around, monitor things. Yeah. And that that's one reason I like this trackball is because you don't need anything solid. You don't need any. I mean, you just stick it that's on your leg. Good. Yeah, it's kind of putting your lap or whatever. And you yeah, do it. and it yeah. doesn't need to move. So I I really do like these, especially you know, going to meetings and stuff at work. It's it's super handy because you don't know how much because you know, everyone knows laptop uh, mouses suck. So it's always well, good. Going back to the laptops, I'm gonna I'll have to take some video or a picture or something, but um, I've got the laptop sitting on a folded up shirt basically so that it has a little bit of insulin like padding but then i just have a bungee kind of this this shelving that i've got as a counter or whatever i'm calling this a desk or whatever you know some old metal shelving so it's got a series of holes in it for whatever use those were and i've got like a bungee sticking into one and then i can either leave the laptop open or close it and then bungee it onto this table and basically what that means and i've got my drives uh, with Velcro on them. So uh, the back of my screen, I people keep a piece of uh, hoop or loop Velcro. So I can put patches or whatever on my laptop if I want. But then my alternative or alternative reason for that is I put the, the what's the other side? Hook and the hook part of uh, Velcro on the hard drives. And then that way, if I've got a hard drive that I'm carrying around with my laptop, I can just Velcro it to the screen a little cord comes over and plugs into the USB and it's like, uh, you know, it's just easier to deal with. I stole that idea from Hosh or from Hoss. But um, what I did now is I just stuck my, you know, on my side of my van is a bunch of uh, carpet. I just have the hard drive stuck to the carpet. Like if they were patches and with the cords dangling down, I can uh, either plug in both or one or the other. And uh, basically the laptop is just always here, ready to go with the second monitor. So I can drive around, do whatever, stop at a rest area or something like that. And, you know, hey, I got to get an email off or something. Stop at a rest area, sit in this chair, turn, you know, take that bungee off, open the laptop. Good to go. Like it's so fast and efficient. I'm really digging the mobile office aspect of the van right now. Good. So um, now you said your laptop's on a shirt. You don't turn it on with it on the shirt, right? Like that's just why it's like while you're driving for it to ride on. In Arizona, I would remove the shirt because of the heat, but here it's not an issue. It's like freezing cold here. Really? Because I I know, I know there are several times that I have my laptop even on my lap and stuff like that that it's it gets hot. So. Yep. Very very hot. 
Yeah, because it yeah. just blocks off all the cooling. Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, I'll take a picture. It's basically just a shirt. I'll fold it up so it's kind of high. And then basically the only thing that's touching the shirt right now, the way I have the laptop is sort of like a taco shell. So the hinge is basically what's touching it. The bottom part of the laptop's kind of up in the air just so I can oh, see okay. the screen easier. Because I'm not typing on it right now. But yeah, no issues with heat. This laptop's actually pretty solid for being a, a fairly inexpensive one. It's pretty. I'm not. I'm not complaining at all. I know it is a covered with. Yeah, stickers. I got an H, I got a three hundred dollar HP one from Walmart, man. I love the thing, man. It's uh, gosh, it's it's the best laptop I've ever had. That's for sure. Well, I think we're, that's been a bit of talking. Got some people on the. YouTube side, see Bob's out there. Um, Yoder's out there. And a couple others. So feel free to chime in. We're going to talk about best, best places you've found off the beaten path. So that can be anything. So I'm assuming you guys have done some road trips before. Every road trip I do, I try to hit a town and find an off-the-road uh, restaurant. You know, just something that just kind of looks like it's been there forever. And just because it's usually the best stuff, best food. So that's one thing I like to do. Yeah, same here. I'm glad to say I didn't eat at a fast food. Well, no, except for Long John Silver's. I'll eat a Long John Silver's once in a while. But aside from that, uh, I don't eat at fast food ever. Can't think of any time, unless well, maybe something, but not on the road trips for sure. Yeah, but, didn't, uh, you, didn't you give up McDonald's like a decade or so ago? Oh yeah, I hate McDonald's for the passion. I quit eating at McDonald's in '89. I use them for bathrooms once in a while, but I never. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, bathrooms. Like, if I need to stop at a gas station for a bathroom, am I the only one that always has to buy something? Uh, it depends. If it's like a truck stop where they're there and, you know, they've got all kinds of stuff going on. But if it's, then I don't bother. But if it's a little mom and pop shop, you know, on a smaller road and it's not like they got a, just a ton of trucker traffic or commuters or something, then I do. Yeah. No, no, I always buy, you know, whether it's a bottled water or, you know, snack or gum or something, I, I always feel obligated to do it just to pay for the maintenance of, or gas, like the restroom. I mean, well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, my my, my gas tank, I can go seven hundred miles. So I, I, most of the time, one of the reason I stop is not I don't need fuel. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I always feel obligated to buy something. Just and I, mean, I don't destroy a restroom, but it's like you know, if I want to use something that they own. I, ha I I feel obligated to purchase something. So, I don't know. Well, I think it's neat, too. To, like, uh, for example, in Wisconsin, like all the gas station Wisconsin's have, like, massive cheese things going on. All kinds of different kinds of cheeses and then different brands. So, I mean, that's just interesting. Um, so, I think it's a neat, you know, you get, like, different brands of potato chips that are local, sometimes soda. Um, I went to a yeah. place in Oklahoma where they there's an Indian tribe that makes chocolate. So their place has like uh, their gas station has all these different you know, like chocolates that are regional or local. So uh, 
you know, that kind of stuff is cool. Nuts, Speaking of Oklahoma, if you're ever around the Oklahoma city area, uh, there is a thing called like route 66. Um, it's a old time. Oh, it's a, you used to be a gas station, but it's all it does is there, there's a little restaurant there, but it has like, I think 10,000 different flavors of sodas. Huh. And most of them are in bottles. So it, it's really cool. I mean, they're coming in from all over the world. Uh, whenever I was out there in the spring, buddy and my buddy and mine and I stopped by and I mean, we had soda from India, China, um, like Pakistan and com block areas everywhere. It was great. And, you know, it's like, it's, you know, yeah, it's, it's expensive. It's like, I think maybe two bucks a bottle. So, you know, 12 bucks for a six pack, but you could go out there and all right, I'm going to grab this and grab that. And you make your own six pack and go. It's, it's really cool. Really enjoyed it. Have you guys ever been anywhere where they make you pay for the bathrooms and stuff to use the bathroom? You go in there and there's like a coin slot on the stall or on the door to get into there. No, I've only seen no. that in movies. Oh, it's like a real thing. Like uh, Jackson Hole, Wyoming and up in certain places in Wyoming and Idaho. You'll find that up and through there. Uh, Especially off the main freeway. So like, uh, if you're like right off the main interstate, you're not going to – off the main interstate, all those bathrooms are free. But when you're up in the backwoods on some two-lane highway out in the middle of nowhere, Wyoming, very easily could you stop and they're like, oh, you want to use our bathroom? It's a dollar. Well, yeah, because well, they have to maintain it. They got to buy so toilet paper. They got to make sure the bathroom's clean. Well, and they're it's on septic tanks. They're on, what it is is that yeah. they're on septic tanks up there because they're so far out in the middle of nowhere and they got to. You know, yeah, the, it, their septic tank often can't keep up with the shit, so they got to have it pumped. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, yeah, it's just just main, maintenance, um, and that, that's kind of why I, I have an obligation of like uh, to go do it. Now, there's been several times I've ran to you know St. Louis and back in the day, and I might have bought you know this one gas station usually usually has the cheapest fuel, so I'll pick up fuel once there. And I'll usually stop again in the afternoon and use the facilities. Then I don't feel obligated because I already gave them like 60 bucks earlier in the day. So, but no, just, I don't know if I'm weird. I, I just kind of wanted to ask you guys what, what your thoughts about that were, because I'll you know, just, I haven't really talked to anyone about that. And I was kind of wondering, yeah, it's interesting. I do. If I'm going to stay in a parking lot, I'll definitely go in and buy something. So I feel the same way. Like even though I'm not really doing anything, I feel like, hey, thanks for being here and you having your lights on. Um, places off the beaten path. Um, man, just anywhere in the middle of uh, Cameron, Wyoming. How about that? Uh, and Labarge, Wyoming, where the first like, uh, was it a uh, JC Penny store, right? Ever was and uh, um, little rinky dink towns out in the about I don't know between sixty miles or so north of uh, Evanston, Wyoming, and uh, that's some neat country up in there. Um, 
hard country, uh, good hunting country for uh, elk and stuff like that. There's a, a lot of good hunting up there. That that'd be my place for off the beaten path. That's a place that most will never go. Uh, Parlos Gasson on the YouTube side. It depends on what the bathroom's like. That's a good point. So if you're gonna thank them by purchasing something, I would wait because I was actually where the hell was I? Sometime just the other day, I was in some bathroom and uh, kind of had to go and went in there and they had a sign. You could tell it said out of order, and then someone had ripped down the sign. So by the time I figured out what the hell I was walking through, I was like, oh, ugh, this is horrible. So. Uh, there was just a mess in there, and I don't know what somebody did, but I do not feel I would not want to be the person who had to go clean that up. And uh, that wasn't their fault or nothing, but at the same time, you know, I didn't really get to use the bathroom. So, uh, you know, I'd have felt bad if I would have bought something with the intention of going to the bathroom and then not being able to go to the bathroom because then I'm paying them to not give me a bathroom. Oh, and I, I always do it after. Yeah, that's a good point. So, but actually, I gotta say, I don't know. I mean, I don't stop at every bathroom or nothing, and I'm not like my grandma. My grandma would know, like, you know, when she'd do a road trip, she'd have it planned out. Like, she knew which bathroom she oh, liked, that kind of thing. But um, I'd have to say, for the most part, people do a pretty darn good job. There's very much more nicer, you know, adequate bathrooms than the couple of bad experiences. Like, very few bad ones, really. Mm-hmm. Of course, we're dudes, so 99% of the time, we don't have to do nothing in there that involves touching anything. That's true, but still, it's it's nice to, you know, go into a place because I mean you, you have a mental note. Like if it's a road you're on, uh, more than just once or twice, you know you're going to be back there, and you go into a restroom and you know the stalls, the doors are missing or something like that. You're going to take note and not stop there. So oh, yeah. For sure. I mean, even if you don't have to use um, the toilets, you still won't stop there. So, yeah, it, it just oh, what's it your place for off the beaten pass food? Oh, I, I for me is usually a uh, restaurants that I like to go to. Oh, I was going to add to that that um, I keep track now because this trip it started. I haven't experienced this, this before, but I have a cup that I carry around, right? Some cheap. So I bring my own cup. So I get refill prices on everything. And on the way out here, it was hot as hell. Right. So I'm uh, looking for ice everywhere. And I was already bitching about this in the last van chat, but I think like the first three gas stations are more, it's been more than that. Cause it even happened in Illinois. I'll go in there and I'll always ask before I buy anything, uh, is, can I get, is there any charge for a cup of ice? and point at my own cup you know and sometimes they'll go 50 cents oh you got your own cup yeah nothing right but i'm coming up here like i had three places maybe four maybe more than that actually that said uh they wanted like 54 58 cents for a cup of ice when i had my own cup so that that rubs me the wrong way so i won't go back to those gas stations i'd rather go to a dinkier gas station and that i haven't had that experience with than the nice one that thinks their ice is worth gold or something I don't know. Maybe that's not an issue where you guys don't have to worry about the heat, but I don't know. Um, Al, you've been kind of quiet. What's your off the beaten path? Best place you found? 
Uh, <clears throat> I spent a couple of weeks, this is when I was younger, but uh, drove from here, uh, North Texas area. Got to see a buddy of mine out in, uh, I think he was in Phoenix. Um, and then I went out to Vegas, but coming back from Vegas, I turned north in New Mexico and went up into Colorado, which I really like. Um, any place, as far as I'm concerned, any place in the mountains is my off the beaten path. I just, it's, it's something we did when I was a kid, uh, just about every year. And. I'm perfectly content just going down the highway in the mountains and going, I believe I'll see what's at this exit and just check it out. Well, I, I guess I've never, I've never, like I, I'm not one of those that'll just go out and drive just to drive. I always have a, a reason to go somewhere but that doesn't mean that I won't take a more scenic route on purpose. But yeah, there, there's nothing like, oh, I'm just going to go here and see what's down there. Oh, I'll throw out another one, uh, Kalispell, uh, Montana. That's a place everyone should see. Probably the most beautiful co country I've seen in all of the whole United States out of the 35 states I've been to or whatever. I think that's the most beautiful country I've ever seen, probably. That's where uh, movies like uh, Open Open Range were filmed. So what? Because it's so remote, or because of the terrain, or? Well, it's it's not even that remote, but it, it is just like the mountains and just the the scenery and the the river that runs through there. I mean, it and it's so green and lush and just. I mean, it's like this really beautiful. It is. It is just gorgeous country. And it's just really rich and green and trees and mountains and big, huge rivers. And just, it's just, I don't know. They call it God's country. And I can kind of see why. And it's uh, definitely very, very, I don't know. There's just lots of life up there. And you literally will see wolves right off the freeway going through there and stuff. So. I don't know. I'm going to say if you're coming south on Albuquerque and you're going to, I don't know, somewhere south of Albuquerque, probably in Arizona, uh, unless you're going to Texas, then uh, hang a right at Sirocco or something like that. And then uh, you drive through the very large array, which is just neat because you're driving through typical mountains and desert kind of. And then all of a sudden there's those giant telescopes that are like when they're fully out there, they're like 14 miles apart from each other. And when they're all together, which they're normally all together, you know, it's just a really neat kind of, you know, justification or just whatever the word is, juxtaposition of you know, all this nature and nature and nature for hours. And then boom, like all this technology and they're listening to the stars. Uh, that's pretty cool. And then if you follow through to Phoenix or Tucson or wherever you're going, uh, it'll take you through Salt Canyon. So that same route will take you past that. And then just do a, I mean, it's no Grand Canyon or nothing, but it's just a neat you know, visual canyon. And because it's not the Grand Canyon, you drive down in it and you drive right back up it. 
So if your vehicle can handle it, it's a pretty uh, fun, exhilarating type of drive. And then, you know, not not risky or anything, just just fun. You can still look around and see everything and not risk falling off the sides or something, but still pretty uh, white knuckles every once in a while. Maybe on your first couple of trips through, once you get used to it, let me know. I've definitely seen lots of places, not always intentionally. Like Al was saying, he'll, you know, intentionally go out and just wander. Um, I've definitely done that before. And when I used to take the route between Midwest and Southwest uh, a couple of times a year when I was going to school and stuff, I would intentionally take different routes just because I got sick of the same route all the time. And that would be kind of fun. Or sometimes I would take a couple of two extra days and just take some long way through an area instead of the direct way. Uh, taking the 45 mile an hour roads, you can tell Google uh, to not take tollways, but you can also tell it not to take highways. And that's pretty interesting because then you're going down like old Route 66 type of roads where, you know, it'll be 55 miles an hour for a while, but then it'll go down to 45 and then 35 and then you're in the town and you're going 25. And, you know, fortunately, most of those towns are dead or yeah. dying, but uh, certainly it is fun to see real America. Because it's different. When you drive on the highways, you're not seeing anything. You're seeing the same Walmart, main uh, Home Depot. Uh, same gas station, chain, gas station chains. Yeah, I mean, they kind of change. Like, I haven't seen a Chevron. and There's no Chevrons in Illinois and Wisconsin that I know of. I could not find one. It's usually, um, it's usually like Loves. And yeah, then definitely Loves, TA. Flying J. Yeah. Depending, uh, yeah. But once um, you get into cities, those disappear. Those are out in the highways. Right. But you know what I'm saying? You get like the, <coughs> obviously the McDonald's and the Burger King and the. All your chains. The chains. But those the chain restaurants, too, are the same everywhere. Right. You know? that, that, that's why I like going to mom and pop, just because it's, you know, I'm going through that that area. I don't want to give my money to corporate, so I'll give it, you know, someone else. And usually they they destroy it on food. And who wants to eat the same thing? Consistency is what those chains offer. So it's the same hamburger you eat at home. There's nothing different about it. Right. right. Where uh I mean, maybe they put it together poorly or better, but, you know, it's the same ingredients put together. Yeah. Where a real restaurant, like I was uh, fiending for hot food the other night, and I'm in Wisconsin, so I'm like, oh, I'm eating some meat and fish, right? And uh, I stopped at a place and got real walleye, like real walleye out of a lake. And that's just so different than any kind of chain crap that, uh, like say, there's there's no way to reproduce that. You only can get that if you go to the place and... I forgot what it's like when these, I don't know what they are, Scandinavian people up here, but they know how to bread, man. There's there's a reason I'm fucking fat, and that's because I grew up in this kind of area. So they know how to do breading, they know how to do fat or bread, they know how to do the coleslaws and stuff. So, man, that was not quite like my grandmas. My grandmas were not Scandinavian, but we certainly ate a lot of this kind of food. And it's big portions and, yeah, yeah. good stuff. Well, I mean, you got to, you know, get a thick for the winners up there it's true but uh it's you get that you get that regional so like if they're going to put milk in something it's local milk and if they're going to use this and that it's you know the local version 
Mm-hmm. That's where you get the actual you know, flavor of the area. Absolutely. All right. Well, they'll be saying nothing out here once the space just deleted all this shit. Um, Jimmy John's hot dogs on the board. I don't know what that means. I know Jimmy John's, but not a. They don't sell hot dogs. They're kind of like a, like Subway. a high end Subway. Yeah, it's really good. All right, so nobody's interacting on the YouTube side. Let's go to sleeping in the van. So I did go into the Walmart and no luck at all on a heater. So I've got a heater that is for like a, probably for like a family tent, like a really big five-man tent or six-man tent or whatever those are where you stand up in them. And, you know, a tent, no insulation at all. It's just going to blow heat constantly. So it's it's a great heater. But in the van where I got R11 insulation everywhere, it takes like five minutes for it to go from 50 to 80. And then I got to turn the thing off. And then, you know, after a little while, I need to turn it back on again for like four seconds. And then I turn it back off. Have you ever thought about those uh, oil heaters where it kind of looks like an old time radiator and the electric heats up the oil, the oil, and then it radiates into the area. So you turn it off and it does just, just doesn't turn off instantly because that oil is heated up and it'll radiate for a long time. Well, when you say electric though, 12 volts or power from 120? Because I could uh, definitely see an electric heater being good in here because electric heater is going to have the thermostat too. But uh, yeah. Um, what I have, it's a, like a normal plug in. So yeah. it'd be 120. Um, now I do have, you know, if I was at a campground or something, or if I wanted to scab electric off of someplace, I could do that. But I'm uh, I'm going with uh, it uses the like, you know, little fat cans of propane or whatever. Okay. So oh, um, so, okay, so you're doing that way. Okay, never mind. Um, no, it's a heater, so it's not a stove. So like a dead horse is saying, get a stove where you get like flame coming out of it. This doesn't have flame. No, it, no, I mean, no, there's no. flame somehow, but it it basically blows flame into like a screen, and then the screen just glows red hot. So what I figured out to do this trip is I brought up long, uh, I don't know, maybe a six inch uh, cast iron fry pan. So when I put the the, the stove heater thing, I keep calling it a heater stove because it's both. uh, It's mainly a heater, but you can flip it over and cook on it. So um, when I have it, I guess, vertical or when it's blowing the heat out the side, it's fine, but if I leave it too long in one spot, it'll get so hot that, you know, I figure that's not good for the floor. So I'll kind of keep shoving it around, moving it around, kicking it around in the van so that it's never in one spot for more than maybe five minutes or something. And yeah. same thing with the heat going up. It'll get pretty hot on the ceiling. Now I've got this fabric in here, so it's not as bad. But when I had just the insulation, you know, I would touch the ceiling above the heater and it would be pretty hot to the touch. So I don't know if that stuff off gases or anything hopefully not but uh in any case i just kick the heater around so that it's you know not sitting in one space too long but what that also means is i can't fall asleep with that thing on because it would well there's nowhere it's so hot that you can't you can't just put stuff next to it it has to be kind of you know off from things so i wouldn't really have room to turn it on while i'm sleeping because i'm laying in here there's not that much extra room but you know because of uh heat i couldn't i would burn the place down probably right so, and, and that's kind of what i was thinking is something other than <laughs> fire in a right. van 
Um, so that, you know, that's why I was my mind instantly went to that radiator thing because you know you, you could you could have them set on set up to excuse me um, like set it, you know I want it seventy some odd degrees. You do that, you turn it on, and it you know it'll keep it right about there. And if it starts to get hot, it'll shut itself off and just let it radiate the heat. But it, it's really nice. I mean, they're they're kind of big. Um, but I mean, it's, it's like a radiator, so yeah, it's, it's really nice. I like whenever it gets really cold, like really cold here in Arkansas, my uh, um, like I really don't want to run my heater really hot. I'll pull that out and it'll help heat my house. So it's it's nice. Just you know, you know, you, you can build if you have an inverter. Little- you can build those little DIY heaters out of uh, terracotta pots. You uh, you invert them. I haven't tried that one. Set it up on something. Supposedly, you can heat a pretty good area with those little tea light candles. Yeah, I haven't tried the pot one. I actually forgot about that, but I might try that. I tried the uh, toilet paper. Like you take a roll of toilet paper and you jam it in like a paint can. You know, sub one pint paint can and then that way you can put the lid back on it all the time and then you just go to the store and you got to buy isopropyl alcohol but here's the trick if you buy cheap isopropyl alcohol it's like 87 percent or something and it's got water in it and then you buy the more expensive kind and it's like 92 percent and that's the kind that burns the 87 percent just doesn't burn it doesn't have just too much water in it so i learned that lesson the hard way it cost me 87 cents and then uh or 99 cents whatever it was but um, it does work. Like, you know, you, you put a, a toilet paper, you just wad it, you take the center out, that cardboard part of the middle of a toilet paper roll, and then you jam it into there, and it basically is like a nothing but wick. Then you just pour in all this isopropyl alcohol, and you light it, and it's, it burns so much. it's a lot like a sterno. But the problem with what I had was that the, the flame was probably about eight inches tall. And yeah, you don't want that yeah, so you can put the lid over the, you know, how like a paint lid is, you know, kind of weird. So you can put that over the opening, and that will reduce the size of the thing. But it makes this really hot paint lid hanging off the top precariously because it doesn't really, it's just sitting there. You know, it's not like stuck on there. So there's that. But I had an issue with the, the heat went straight up right into the roof of the van, and it was definitely making the roof of the van really hot to the touch. But the other problem is that it didn't last that long. You know, I'd have to keep filling that thing over and over. And uh, and it did heat the van. I mean, it did work as far as a heat source, you know, with that much flame going for a while. Maybe it was like 10 minutes. It wasn't enough for like one session of the heater to like heat the whole van. But, you know, to keep it going or whatever, um, it would eventually heat the van. But my issue was there's this flame in my van. So, you know... Like right now, I got the LED lights on. I'm sitting in a parking lot. Maybe if somebody walks by, I've looked at it from the outside. You don't really see the LED lights except for like from a couple of little angles. And you'd have to be looking and you'd have to be noticing that that's out of the ordinary. Like so many ifs that no one ever really knows I'm in here. But if there was a flame going on in here, everybody knows what a flame flicker looks like. You know, it's irregular and it's definitely a flame. And nobody in their right mind is going to walk past a van with a flame inside of it and not... They get alarmed, right? True. True. So that's why I'm like, I don't really want this thing flickering like a candle. 
So I had tried the tea candles in like just the little glasses they come in when you buy them at the store and same issue. They look like flames, so they flicker too much, but then uh, the heat was coming straight out. So what you're saying now with the, I know what you're talking about where they take the clay pot and you flip the one part over, you use the bottom as the base, and then you put the candle in there. Uh, basically you're using the candle to heat the terracotta. And then that radiates heat, like you're saying, with the oil thingy. So that might actually work a lot better. And I suspect that won't, you know, look like a bunch of candles going off in here. Right. And, you know, the only the issue I would have with that outside of the flickering flame is the um, what it gives off burning that stuff. Yeah, well, you mean like the just like the dye from the, the sophistication or whatever? Yeah, uh, it's not the van isn't that sealed. There's big gaps at the bottoms of the doors and stuff. So I think I'd be okay with that. Okay. <coughs> but I think I will try to rig something up because I am looking for an alternative that basically I'd like to have something like this that I could just, you know, light in the morning or something when I first wake up and just get the front, you know, the chill out of the air. I don't need it to be warm and toasty. I just want to be able to get out of my freaking underneath my blankets without freezing to death. Just like you know, if anybody wakes up when they've gone out, you know, camping in the morning, how you have that little cold chill, you just want to knock it off. Yeah, you know, usually a good cup of coffee will work. But DIY, man. Huh? DIY. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Ohio ACP did put a link into a indoor safe portable propane radiant heater. Oh, hold on. I'm going to look at that. Uh, it's 70 bucks. Well, hold on. Yoder's saying use a low speed fan to circulate the hot air back down to the floor. You might even be able to use power supply. Yep. I do have a fan, just a trucker fan, basically, uh, in the back of the van. And whenever I have the heater on, I turn that on just so that, like you say, it blows the heat around. Otherwise, the heat just goes up and sits there, so this blows it all around. I don't use a sleeping bag. I haven't used a sleeping bag since I was a kid. I uh, did some work in Wyoming, and uh, I thought I was all high speed and shit. This was like the days when the internal frame packs had just come out, and, and I remember buying my first Gore-Tex. Like, Gore-Tex had just come out, and uh, Insulate was new, so uh, I was fucking cutting edge and shit, and uh, some I don't know, shitty mummy bag, because that was cool back then. And uh, I went out and did trail work for a while with uh, some an Indian guy. And uh, he learned me on what blankets are all about. And I quit sleeping in a tent back then, and I quit carrying around a sleeping bag. Now I just carry around tarps and blankets. And much funner, way, way more fun than zipping yourself up inside of a tent. I hate that now. If you, if you wrap the blankets around you the right way and lay the tarp all over you you'll be dry and warm yep and it's like just like layers you know you can do as much as you want or as little as you want and a lot more options and yeah because with, sleeping with a sleeping bag it's either zipped up zipped that zip down or off it's well, just always none of them is comfortable <laughs> no exactly and i always felt like a punk like having to be zipped up in a sleeping bag just seemed like a little kid thing to do I guess it's different if you're on like a glacier and you're trying to do it with like ounces instead of pounds, right? But I mean, yeah, but I mean, you have a vehicle and there's other uses for blankets besides just 
So this thing here, the um, Mr. Heater. So I have a Mr. Heater, but I have a different model. Um, mine's more of like a tent heater. This thing's an indoor safe type portable thing. So it's got a lot more shrouding on it. But um, I don't think this thing is the one, if it's the one with the thermostat, does it say it has a thermostat anywhere? Anyway, this is when you listen to van people. Uh, looking at it, I don't see anywhere where it has a thermostat. Okay, so there's another model of this one that has a thermostat, and that's the one that most of the van people get. And what they'll do then, like, in other words, if you're turning your van into an RV, this is what you go with is one of these Mr. Heaters. Uh, I guess it's the other model because you'll, you get like, a, we call it one pound propanes for these if you want, but you can go to the, they sell these at Walmart. You can uh, get the flexible kit. So you can run this thing off the big fat or whatever they are, five pound propanes. Yep. So what people will do is put the five pound propane in the back of their van. They'll run the hose to this thing and then have it going. Problem is this thing is 4,000 BTUs. I think mine is like probably yeah. 2,000 BTUs and it's way too hot for the van. So this one would like kill me in like a second. It would be like immediately too hot. So with these propane ones, I you could get the converters that go from a 20 pound tank down to these one pound individual ones. And I I've run that as well. So like what, with G what you're with, with what you're doing, one tank would be more than enough if you ever go propane and it's not, um, not too expensive. It's like, I think $15 hose and, yeah, so so you don't have to worry about getting the little the little propane ones. You get the big ones, and save a ton of money. Yeah, I can get the same thing. I mean, if I wanted, I could get that hose and run a bigger tank. Mm -hmm. um, I forget what it costs. What does it cost to fill a tank? Oh, around here they're usually like twenty bucks to swap them out at like a Dollar General or something like that for a twenty pounder. Oh, okay, then that's definitely a little bit cheaper. Uh, my main thing though is I don't want a giant five pound propane tank anywhere around me. Like I just don't need that much propane because I well, go with the one pounds and it's. Well, I I didn't know if you had a grill or anything that you will cook out at, nah. uh, at your place. Like yeah, I, I, I I didn't know if you had anything hanging off your bumper or whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm trying to keep it look like a you know stock van or what. Now it says that it's got a temperature control. Mine does too. It looks like they don't make mine anymore. At least not on Amazon. But um. Uh, the temperature control is like high, medium, and low. It's not thermostat. Like I want it to be 72 degrees, mainly because they don't have automatic igniters. So this is a, basically, it's a, well, I don't know if it's similar to mine. It's a, somehow they take a bunch of metal screens and blow propane through it. And there's no flame. It's just red hot and it radiates heat. It's not like a, can, what is it? It's not convection, it's radiation. So it's making the metal super hot and it's radiating heat out. And uh, uh, because they have to be lit with a lighter, you know, they can't shut themselves off and shut themselves back on. And if they go, it's like a turbojet. If you go too low with the heat, then it quits working and it just it stops. So uh, uh, I guess that's why they don't have the temperature thermostats on them. Infrared radiant heat, yeah. Uh, I didn't watch the video, but um, 
uh, like I say, there are ones with a thermostat, and they must be different. And yeah, I've I've been looking within all of the ones with the adjustable thermostat is like a low, medium, high. The thing that I figured I was hoping to find in like the Walmart is something for like when you go to a sports. Like when you people go to sports and it's outdoors, it's cold. Or maybe you're tailgating before the sports. Mm -hmm. Like I figured maybe they made something the size of a flashlight that was like a port, like a personal heater. You know what I'm saying? Like if something was the size of like one of those portable fans, but it was a heater and you just took like a thing of butane or propane and you stuck it on there and it did something. That's the kind of thing you could stick in the corner of a van and uh, you wake up in the middle of the night and it's just freezing cold. You blow that thing for five minutes and then go back to sleep. Um, anyway, that's what I end up doing with the mine. It's not that big of a pain in the ass. I just have to basically sit up and turn it on for a minute or two and warm my hands in front of it and then go back to bed because it kills the chill in the air. The insulation is killer. I mean, the R11 or whatever I have in here, uh -huh. it'll, it'll hold heat. It'll hold cold. That's the other kind of problem is in the morning, <coughs> it'll be cold in here because it's been cold all night. And I'll open up the door sometimes and be like, God dang it, it's been like super nice out. <laughs> no, because it's like an ice box in here because it's holding the cold. Yeah. So, so that's when I learned to like wake up and just blow the heat. I just wake up and blow it hot. And then, you know, that way I don't have to be uncomfortable basically. So this is that was that radiator heater I was talking about. I might get one of those for the house though, because it I don't is nice. a, I don't like blowing heat throughout the whole house. It just costs too much. So I might yeah. do something like that this year. Yeah. It's, does it it's have nice. a fan though that blows heat away, or is it just radiator? No, it, out? it's just a radiator. Okay. But it, it is it is nice, different power settings. And then there's just an extra cord hanging off of it, so you can yeah. like roll that thing right up next to you. Yeah, like what I used to do is I used to put it underneath a blanket. What? And it would, like I would I'd be sitting on the couch, put a blanket uh -huh. on me, and roll it up underneath my feet. Oh shit. So it's nothing. It's like definitely nothing to burn you. No, not at all. Especially on the lowest, you know, 600 watts. I mean, it's it's the electric heats up the oil. The oil is what heats everything up. So yeah. Okay. It's yeah, really nice. one of those this year. especially for 44 bucks. Yeah. I I really do like it. I use the thing that's like a bunch of little like it looks like a toaster blowing at you. Right. I've seen those. But I just thought, you know, that what so you don't have an don't have open fane, you don't have anything red hot, you know, red hot metal. Yeah. So no, that would definitely make sense. Well, I need to figure out maybe there's when I got the two batteries going, maybe there is some sort of an option. But I would assume that's gonna suck all the amps out of a battery real quick. It it could. Um I think lowest well, was sixty watt. How much gas does your van use at idle? Gasoline? Yeah. I don't want to put hours on the van, but um, I don't know. I never really, I don't know how to tell that. Um, every once in a while. Like, they get like, uh, it goes by the hour instead of miles per gallon. Uh -huh. like you do gallons per hour I when you. it's this idling. And uh, usually... Yeah, usually you can get over a gallon an hour, uh, like over an hour a gallon, um, with just uh, idling, and and usually you don't have to have 
your van heater will work really, really good. And you sit there and you crank that thing on high and you warm it up in there really, really warm, like before yeah. you like go to bed for the night, right? And then still use that little heater. But like that's what I'd be using. I'd be using that like right before I went to bed and I'd turn that thing on and have that engine warm underneath there. And like yeah, I'd, uh, I'd be getting as hot as I could stand it in there before I went to bed. No, I hear you. I thought about that with the um, with the metal partition or whatever. It's not like it's an open space, but it's not 100% closed off either. And once you open the door and turn the fan on, it would circulate. I do have the metal bubble wrap for the windows. So depending on where I am, I could put those on the windows, and I'm sure that would save some amount of heat getting lost. But the problem is as soon as you start putting a bubble wrap on your windows or, you know, something in front of your windows, then you look more and more like somebody who's camping in their van and less like... You know, I mean, nobody puts up bubble wrap in winter because <laughs> right. they're on sun or whatever. Well, you know those sun shades that you use for your front window, those metallic, you know, oil sun shades? Yeah, the, for your front window, you could probably do your front window with that. It would just look like a sun shade, like the van had been sitting there for. Well, that's the problem. Is you want to draw attention to it. and Most contractors don't give a shit about stuff like that, so they're not sticking stuff like that. Now, if I'm at a rest area and they don't care, you know, they just have a sign that says, don't stay here more than 10 hours, then yeah, why not? But um, uh, I haven't tried that yet. But I do have, basically I had a giant roll of that stuff and I cut uh, a windshield and, and passenger windows. So I could put that stuff up on all my windows. And then that would make it a lot smarter to uh, blow the heat from the front. Um, it would take a little while because it definitely is big band. You know, it's the extended wheelbase and everything. So it would take a little while for that little heater up front to heat the whole van. But I agree with you. It gets it definitely cooks when it gets hot up there. Yeah. So with this this electric one, um, because it does radiate, you can even like set it on a timer. So okay, you know, at two a.m. you kick it on for an hour or whatever, and then like at 6 a.m. you kick it on for an hour again so we'll already have your place heated up by the time you wake up and you know because it'll heat the oil up and then it'll radiate for you know 45 minutes or whatever or an hour and it'll still keep your place warm even though it's not pulling any amperage so that that's that's a good thing about that i'm just looking on amazon for more options of low low water settings but yeah um let's see so otherwise uh i have a derma rest which is basically just like a sponge inside of tarps and sealed up with like a valve so very much like a I don't know, something like you float on in a swimming pool, uh, but it's really thin and it's made for backpacking or whatever. And because of the sponge inside, all you got to do is open the valve and it basically pushes itself into shape or like expands into shape. And then you blow in it a few times and it'll turn into an air mattress. I like that thing um, when it's cold like this because I have a layer of three quarter inch foam and then like another half inch or more inch of rubber which you know the rubber stays whatever temperature it is so if it's cold it's cold if it's warm it's warm but uh 
you know, there's a bit of insulation, but it's not ideal. It's not perfect. So uh, having that, you know, just a little bit of lift off of that, I haven't encountered cold enough to make that cold yet. But I, did, I brought another one, which is more like literally like something you'd put in a pool, like it would float and everything. And uh, that thing would give you like six inches off the ground. Like you wouldn't touch the ground ever when you're sitting on top of that one. I used it once on this trip and it's more comfortable than the other one. And I basically, it's just more of a pain in the ass to put together and to take apart just a hair more. So I don't use it, but um, I reserved that one or I would use that one if like, I don't know, if like I tweaked my back or something. So it's a nice like option to have if I want a soft mattress type of thing. But most of the time I just sleep on a hard floor. I don't give a shit. Um, but uh, so anyway, for the cold though, I do put the mattresses down. So, so do you put the that little mattress on top of the blanket or under the blanket? Uh, I'll put it on the ground of the van. And then I have a, um, what do you call it? Like from a uh, moving, like U-Haul. I went over to U-Haul one time and they give, they give you blankets. If you go to U-Haul and ask them for their old ones, they'll just give them to you. Right. So I, it's not really wool, but it's kind of wool. It's it's It seems like it's a bunch of shit out of a dryer vent, like a, the lint out of a dryer thing. And they just made a blanket out of that. So I don't know what it is, but it's, it's fake. You know, it's not, it's something man-made, but it basically feels like wool, like it's super warm. So anyway, that's what I always sleep on. And then if I put the air mattress down, it'll be underneath of that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, that thing that that blanket from U-Haul folded over is is the is like having the equivalent of two army blankets under you. It's super thick. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and it's long, so I don't have to worry about it. You know, a lot of times blankets are made for like kids or babies or something because they go to like my knees. So uh, that thing's pretty nice because it's longer than me. So that's cool. It's because you're just freakishly tall. I'm normal, and a lot of people are short, and then people cave <laughs> to the short ones. But uh, so, yeah, otherwise, the thing's been pretty comfortable. I think, I don't know, was I on air when I talked about the dog? Finally came over and slept next to me for a little bit yesterday. Normally, she doesn't have anything to do with me when I'm sleeping. I, I don't think you had a I – th- I don't think we were on air when you said that, but – so That's hopefully if it starts getting colder, I'll I'll finagle her. I could always just put her collar on her and make her sleep next to me. But uh she's a lot of extra. Yeah, you don't want to do that. In an emergency. All right. Well the gun the YouTube side ended, so I'm guessing everybody left. Let's see. You can make those heaters that run on gasoline can run for like twenty four hours on a gallon of gas. You plumb it right to the gas tank and the exhaust outside. Hmm. Yep, that's true. What is he talking about? There's a, a literally a, a gasoline-fired heater that they use for mo- motorhomes and stuff that feed right off the gas tank. And they use it for camp, old campers, like hunting campers and stuff, and it feeds right off your gas tank. Huh. And they'll, they'll run for like 24 hours off of a gallon of gas, like no joke. They're like a 5,000 BTU heater, like big enough to heat up a camper or a van or, you know. Well, in the old van where, you know, it was an 86 van and it had big holes in it and it was beat up. So I didn't really think so much about keeping it nice because this one looks nice. I mean, it's the paint's bad on it, but, you know, I can pull up to somewhere and they're, they don't think, oh, I wonder if this guy's really a contractor. In fact, when I pulled up to the gun rights policy conference, the guy goes, what are you here to fix? <laughs> and I was like, yes. 
<laughs> so uh, um, with the old van, though, I was really going to get one of those little potbelly stoves, basically. They sell a little square, squared off little potbelly stove. Sportsman Guide sells them. And I was going to buy one of them because they're like 150 bucks. And I was going to just set that in the back of the van, maybe bolt it down, I guess. But then uh, stick a chimney out the fucking top. <laughs> That'd be the fucking shit right there. Just put wood in there. It's got a chimney. Done. Or maybe bend it and put the chimney out the side, like a vent. But probably not. I'd probably just go straight out the top. Or no, wait. You're supposed to bend a chimney to keep the heat, right? So maybe out the side to uh, keep some extra heat. Like that way you... Well, the heat up and hits heating the up the chimney... Is what carries the exhaust out more efficiently and gets rid of the bad stuff that you don't want to breathe more efficiently by getting the chimney. But I mean, you want the you want the convection transfer of the chimney to. You don't want to just vent your heat right up out the chimney. You want your chimney to bend so that your heat stays or gets into the chimney and then radiates out into your room. Yep. Anyway. But uh, I probably won't do that in this van. I don't have the room for it, and I would not want to be smelling like wood in here all the time. That would be the disadvantage of something like that. But that is interesting about something that could vent right off of my, or leach right off of my gas. And then have it doing vent and everything. Uh, I don't know. If I kept road tripping in, in the winter, I would think more about that. Uh, when I go up to Vegas, it's not that cold. And that's pretty much where I go in the winter. I guess next November in Oklahoma, we'll see. But Tulsa didn't seem that cold either. I think I'm going to test the... Well, there's, I, there's ice <laughs> that that's first day whenever snow. I came in. It did snow that first day. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Like I say, I'm pretty sure this will be colder, but it is only October and... Tulsa is in November, so maybe I won't see as cold as November. Well, November is usually not as cold as um, as the April one. Well, I'm talking about now compared to Tulsa, though, or where I'm at now compared to Tulsa. It'll probably be, yeah, it'll probably be. Here's what I know. Uh, I mean, it, it'll probably warm warm up into the upper 50s, low 60s. During the day. <laughs> You're saying nothing like smoke coming out of a van that doesn't attract attention. Yeah, you're right. With the old van, though, it wouldn't have looked like a contractor van. An 86, no, no contractors walking around 86 Chevy van anymore. So it would have been a little bit more of a camper. Yeah, but did the have the body styles changed that much? Oh, yeah. I mean, plus it just it looks way different. Mine looks all nice and newish. The 86 looks like old. 70s van you know it looks old and it was all beat up i guess that part of it you could say it looks like a contractor's van okay. all right i'm getting tired so uh, let's see do we have anything else to chat about no i'm oh. looking around for these ones that you hook up to a gas tank and i haven't found it yeah i don't know if that's like uh add-on unit for a van or if that's just like a component of a rv could be that all right well we talked a bit about sleeping in here we talked about uh the trip a bit and talked about off the beaten path i think at this point or uh let's see the pro low van is definitely the best way to, you know um 
I think we'll wrap it up. I want to thank you guys for jumping in here with me and uh, whoever was watching, appreciate it. Whoever watches this in the future, give us some feedback and eventually I will get to where I have my song here. You guys wanted to throw anything out there before we head out? Yeah, I posted the link to one of those heaters they're talking about there for you. Oh, right on. So we'll take a look at that off air. Oh. Ooh. <coughs> Ooh. That price, though. How much is it? 480 Oh, yes, that's a lot of money. Yeah, they're not cheap at all. <laughs> I wonder why. Actually, that is one of the cheap. That is like one of the cheaper ones. Like the other ones that I've seen are more like seven, eight hundred bucks. That, that would definitely be a GoFundMe. <laughs> Gasoline air parking heater. Huh. I guess like made for semis or something like that. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense though. I mean, you would think that would be something that's already in cars. There's one up there for 348 I don't know if it's different. 350 Anyway, yeah, that's cool. So we'll keep digging into that, and we'll be back with another van chat, probably somewhere out west. Oh, we got to wait for it. And, and this working temperature is negative 40 degrees Celsius to plus 20. So that's definitely... What the hell, Jimmy Dean? Screwed me. Jimmy Dean screwed <laughs> me. Now I'm on Jimmy Dean's website. How did that happen? Oh, it's because I was muted. Wait, this is why.